She's a quantity surveyor, project manager, and entrepreneur. But who is Mwirata Khale, and most importantly, how did she negotiate the biggest coach transfer in South African football history? Well, you're about to find out. City Press sports journalist Humule Momutswani sat down with Tlakhali, who happens to be Pito Musimani's life partner and manager, about successfully leading and creating a legacy for her goal-oriented family. You're listening to the Winning Women podcast. I had started into sports in 20, I think it was 2012, because um, I just thought one of the things that really limits us is that we focus on uh, what we have studied rather than focusing sometimes on opportunities that are there. I've gotten to realize that we must take our um, training and education at universities as not that you are a specialist specifically in what you've studied, but that university teaches you how to think and to resolve problems. So um, because I I was then, you know, starting to, and I had already done it, I mean, Peter was at um, Supersport, I didn't do any of his contracts, but during the Bafana's phase and the whole sundowns mm -hmm. and when people wanted him to either be uh, to appear on their adverts or whatever I always yes. did those deals yes. um, and when I say I always did those deals I do those deals I think it's also the ability to say where can I start where can I stop with my ability and my and what I understand for example mm -hmm. I will surround myself with the right type of people. If something is very complex, then I will bring in a lawyer to assist. Uh, if it's something that, you, so I'll always bring few people around me to ensure that we, uh, I deliver on what is required. Mm -hmm. So that's how Antisport was born. In terms of, you mentioned it about your, your contracts. I mean, you make sure that, uh, you know, your contacts are suit, suitable to your client, right? What would you say is it that you, you know, we, we obviously saw as well the negotiations that Coach Pizzo with the, the Sundowns extension, they were quite a long, I mean, it's, mm. it took quite a while. So mm. can you just give us insight into where you can share about, you know, those, you know, engagements that make it so specific that you, until you are satisfied, you're not going to sign. You know, you know, delays of contracts um, happen because of myriad of reasons. It could be that people think it took long. I think it took what it needed to take. Um, for Coach Pizzo in this particular contract, what was important for him, and I think it's in the public domain, was that he wanted to do the soccer schools. And critical because he wants to really leave a legacy down the line, mm -hmm. not as a coach who had broken records, but as somebody who's left proper legacy to say, look, he, what he was saying is that he would like to see that in the next seven, eight years, you see the Banyana Banyana team and the Bafana Bafana team being dominated by the kids who started at the age of six. Mm -hmm. That's the legacy that he wants to leave. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
I don't think that the negotiations are negotiations. They go like that. You know, you agree, and then you don't agree, and then you wait, you breathe, and then you come back, and then you renegotiate. It's, I think it's it's part of the nature of the best trade. I mean, I know you're asking me that question because Coach uh, Bitsu seemed to be quite frustrated at some point mm. in the media to say, you know, stay where you loved and all those things like that. So, and we're grateful. We're grateful that Sundown signed with Pizzo. And really, the intention was never that he was not going to finish the four years. Yeah, um, I don't think people must think that there was a, you know, I mean, I think. Because you wouldn't have gone to it in the first place if you. Yeah. No, no, no. So, um, so but this okay. came. Okay. Yeah. The project of the soccer schools, the Pizzo soccer schools, mm. was part of the negotiations that were happening with the previous contract of Sundowns. So now, because now um, Coach Peter has left Sundowns, mm. um, that project is still ongoing, right? Yeah, there, still, and that yeah. was also agreed by the new employers. I mean, mm. not only that, there's just all sorts of things, like I said, that we're doing with him, mm. uh, the books, because it's important that. You know, well, what we're trying to do on in empty sport is to make sure that the athletes have got something and somewhere to go to after the soccer. Because I think what happens a lot is um, uh, management companies are just interested in you because you are flavor of the day. Yeah. But what we're trying to do is to say you are flavor of the day. How do we maximize on that for you so that tomorrow? you've got a longer living legacy. Mm. I mean, the, the reality is a lot of our superstars, ex-soccer players, mm. are struggling. Yeah. And in, in, in this project, by the way, the Pito Soccer School project, he keeps on saying in the process that he would want more to, to, to open it up for the ex-soccer players, oh. to be the coaches of, the, of, the, of those, because where are they? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Not that all of them can be coaches and I mean, not that all of them would be interested. Mm. But I think every time, and, uh, and from our side we keep on saying, but it does not necessarily mean they'll be interested or they will be good coaches for the kids. Mm. You know, some coaches are maybe better for older people, you know, like more youth, yes. uh, others maybe. But he's just quite adamant that one of the key objectives he wants us to to take is to make sure that we include ex-footballers. The thing I pick up is mm. more of the work ethic. It mm. seems like uh, mm. it's something that is common within you know your household, whereby you know how... Yeah. I mean, because Coach Peter is on TV all the time and yeah. we do interviews with him all the time. You yeah. know how much he works. Yeah. In the early AMs, he's mm. working, using video. Mm. You yourself, it seems like it's... It's the common thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pizzo is a hard worker. I can't talk about myself. My employees can tell me <laughs> how I work, but I don't work. But I believe I work very hard. I think we are really um, a goal-orientated, and I think failure is a no for us. And not that we don't fail. Um, I mean, I know Coach Pizzo, people say he complains, he doesn't want to lose. And he said to me, I said, but... Indeed, why you complain? He says, but who wants to lose? I mean, have you ever seen somebody losing and celebrating that I've lost? I hate losing. The key thing is really to do what you need to do. And sometimes it's a, what, what you come up with could be wrong. 
what I expect is people just to put their thinking caps. You know, you gotta be able to justify to 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 justify and and explain why did I come to this conclusion? You know, so I hate cut and paste that people do. Mm. So so that's really the the motto. On the other hand, Pizzo Pizzo is one lucky person who is doing something that is his passion. I mean, at home sometimes you come back from work and you see few TVs are on, different games on pause. And you know, you think, okay, maybe, okay, uh, okay, I would like to watch something, but what's <laughs> happening here? And at some point I used to not unpause, but I'm thinking, but, and now he's gone to the shop quickly, but all the three TVs are paused with different measures. So he is, he, I would say it's an addiction. He's addicted to soccer, he doesn't watch anything else. Okay, bad basketball. Tell, tell me about the current period now we, um, the household is one person, minus one person, which Pizzo is in Egypt all the way and it's, it's probably maybe for the first time that he's away for, or he's going to be away for an extended period. How is that different at home, yeah. I say, or, and so on? No, I think it was the first time that Pizzo was at home for a long time during lockdown, actually, that's the answer. Okay. Yeah. So, so I work and I travel also. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes certain things need to be sometimes even out of the country, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know, and maybe it's too early. We, we, if you think about how sundowns has gone for the past seven years, they basically, on average, I would say, have been playing every three days, right? Yeah. And they, in the every three days, it's because they go far with cups, and then they go far with Champions League, mm. and then they've got the league. Mm. So, and every time they are they are playing, they will then be on um, camp the day before, depending where they are. It might be three days because they're in Devon playing at night. Then it is the camp, the day game, and then they come. So Pito, right now, for us, really, uh, we haven't felt the difference, really, to be honest, mm-hmm. because that has been really our life. Yeah. I think the difference is that somebody is, or think about it also, if they're playing out of the country, then it becomes even a much longer period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if they're in camp pre-season, it becomes a longer period. Yes. So uh, I don't think we, we, we're really feeling much of a difference. We did feel it when we were on lockdown altogether because of the first yeah. time, yeah. So, no, I think for us it's still fine. From a young age, Tahale never saw herself working for anyone and counting all her accomplishments in various industries to date, it's easy to understand why. Tune in next time as we amplify the voice of another queen reigning supreme, hashtag winning women.